Divorce is not an option podcast. Let's get it. This is Stephen James Dixon, also known as the Relationship Beast. And hey, y'all, this is Tamara Darasell. Thank you for joining us. So today uh, we're talking about love capacity. Valentine's Day is coming up. So looking forward to talking about that more. Okay, so since love capacity is your creation, let's do this kind of podcast interview style. So um, first, let me provide our podcast listeners with the definition of love capacity, as you've stated on lovecapacity.com. And you say love capacity is the measure of your ability to receive, provide, and be accountable for an unconditional, forgiving, profoundly tender, passionate affection to another person. So how did you come up with that mouthful? <laughs> well, well, the first part of it is, is really love capacity is really three dimensions. It's three dimensional. So the first dimension is about receiving love because you learn how to receive love first. Like as a baby, your mom and dad loved you. And as a baby, you quickly figure out how to give love back. Oh, yeah. Like when a little baby does something like imitates kissing and, you know, <laughs> purses their lips and gives you a kiss. It's so sweet. Right. And so that that's actually leads us to the second dimension, dimension because uh, the first dimension, receiving love. Second dimension is providing love like that baby providing a kiss. Oh, Okay, so the third dimension you have is accountability. Right. And so uh, accountability is actually the most difficult dimension. Um, I've been doing relationship coaching for like 10 years. So one of the most disappointing things that I've discovered in in couples (laughs) is 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 accountability in marriage. Like there's there's and there's two parts to accountability. There's being accountable and then there's holding your partner accountable. Both of which are hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So give us an example of each. Um, being accountable is like doing what you said you're going to do, being where you said you were going to be. Um, you got to being accountable is knowing that your decisions impact your partner. Like I can't just quit my job. I got a lot of couples who feel like they can just do whatever they want to do. I can't just quit my job tomorrow <laughs> because my, my wife and my family is dependent on that income. Yeah, there are bills. It just amazes <laughs> me. Like they show stuff like that on TV. Like somebody quits their job to follow their passion and is upset that the spouse is like, uh, we got to eat. Right. Man. Like, right. man, like, why don't you agree with me that I should have quitted my job without telling you I quitted my Somebody job? Somebody should have <laughs> talked about it beforehand. Right. And so um, it's, it's just difficult. Like what I, what I try to give people examples of when I'm talking about accountability is like, for example, in my, my marriage, like early on, uh, we was married probably about six months. I'm, I'm a young husband. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm going back and forth talking about my marriage to a homegirl of mine. And my wife kind of see my text messages. And she like, let me see your phone. And I'm like, no, you know, and she actually was able to like snatch my phone. Yeah. You know, and it just, didn't go over well. I, I, I don't know. I guess it went over well. She, nothing no happened to, her. to go well. No, you're <laughs> so, talking to some other chick. Please. Yeah. I'm talking about my wife to my homegirl. Like not That's no not ugly cool. stuff with just that chit chit chatting that I'm not supposed to be doing because exactly. she got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And so my wife smashed the phone. And, and but the key in this, and I'm not advising nobody to ever snatch nobody's phone, don't touch nobody else, nothing like that. But the key is, is my wife. <laughs> well, if you got to do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but there's repercussions and consequences. Right. Uh, luckily, I'm not no crazy dude that try to put hands on my woman or fighting and tussling over no phone. Hopefully, none of us are fighting and tussling over no phone. Mm-hmm. But the key was is that she was able to hold me accountable, and I use that as a story that it was part of something that built up our foundation. Because if I was able to say no, don't look through my phone, then I really create like a wall between us and how we're going to interact going forward. Like I really, I, I really do not have our marriage as 
the number one priority. I have other things that are a part of that priority. And it needs to be in marriage, you have to have clear, defined you know, positions of what is important and what is and not. And that's important. a very good point. Cause a lot of times we think these things are this one little incident, but they actually have repercussions down into how we build our marriage. So I think that's a great point, but right, because what happens, is, oh, go ahead. I was about to say, we don't advise you to do this at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause what happens is if, if, if she doesn't take my phone, I continue to do uh, text inappropriately. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, maybe that text turns into something more, mm-hmm. or maybe now I'm hiding my phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe now I got passwords on my phone. So I learned six months in, into my marriage. Like, like I, I remember kind of thinking to myself, you know what? She really can go through my phone. Like I didn't have a good reason why I wouldn't allow her to go through my phone. But it's a lot of it's a lot of wives that are that don't have that ability to hold their partner accountable. Next thing you know, that branches out to the husband being able to stay out later. Um, you know, going places you sh- you shouldn't go. Like I, I have accountability toward my marriage, so I don't I don't have a lot of those freedoms. I I, I happily give them up. Okay, well, bravo to Misha. Um, Okay, so getting back to what is the love capacity quiz, why don't you expound on that? The quiz is how you measure that uh, ability. Um, So love capacity, uh, and I I lost how I wanted to state my my quiz. (laughs) Okay, okay. And so the measure of your ability to receive, provide, and be accountable for unconditional, forgiving, profoundly tender, passionate affection to another person. I actually said it a mouthful. I actually said it perfectly once on TV out of all the times I've been on TV. I actually said it once right on TV. And so love capacity quiz is the measure of that. So love capacity is like who you are, where you are, your score, like how you feel, what you have to offer. Right. And then the quiz is how you measure what you have to offer. Okay, so I think that's a good point that um, your score can change from where you are at a certain point in time as well. I know I've taken it multiple times and gotten multiple scores Um, and you can score from one to ten on the quiz. And there are different titles for each score. So if your love capacity score is a one, that um, title is self-centered. Right. Which means that your your observations and your experiences with love have taught you to protect your heart. Like I'm concerned about myself. I'm not concerned about anybody else. I'm going to protect my heart. I'm not getting hurt again. Okay. So if your score is a two, that title is damaged. That means that you lack confidence in the whole relationship. Like, like you just lack confidence. Like love is not real. Um, I'm never going to be married. I'm never going to be loved. You can't love me. I don't know how to love you. That means you, you totally lack confidence in the whole institution of love. This just kind of sounds harsh. Okay. Harsh. harsh. You're damaged. Okay. That's harsh, right? When you're damaged. That is harsh. All right. So three is confused. That means you crave love. But you you don't know how to give love. You like you really are looking for someone to love you. Like I want love, I want love, but I can't give love, and you don't receive love. So then I find people who are confused, who are being loved, but they're like in denial of it, or like they don't really love me, even though they took me out to dinner and paid the mortgage and washed my car and put gas in my car. They don't really love me still. I'm like, no, that's what love is. So that's the folks who like self sabotage their relationships. Exactly. Oh wow. Okay. So four is afraid. Just adamantly against taking an emotional risk. I understand. Like this means like, and, and the difference, <laughs> the difference kind of is earlier it was more emotional with the risk. Like I'm afraid to take a risk. I'm, and this, and so this is well, afraid is what this 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 definition is. But but it's it's more more uh, uh it's more mental in terms of I'm not going to do it. Mm. Earlier it was 
emotion. Okay. So if your score is a five, that means you're a chameleon. That's one of the more interesting uh, concepts I had. And I, I fought with my editor forever, you know, to figure out that how I, how I would have the middle of the test be right. graded. And, 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 and I figured out that it was because of people who were changing your chameleon, you changing who you date. So you, you are, you a dude and you dating the chick with the fat booty when really you want somebody that's more intellectual. Right. <laughs> Or you, or you, or you a chick, and you date too. a dude. <laughs> or, or you a chick, and you a woman. I mean, a woman, and you're dating a dude that got money, but he doesn't really move you spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so now you're not going to church because he don't go to church when really you want to go to church, mm-hmm. right? And so those people change in order to stay in a relationship. I call them chameleons. Okay, so a score of six is a dater. Sometimes you're in a relationship. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you feel like this is gonna be me. <laughs> forever. I'm a relationship dude. And sometimes you're like, I'm out. You just sounded like the Almond Joy Mouse commercial. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, for a score of seven, that says that you're a friend. That's when your relationship is with your significant other is it lacks passion. And I see these in marriages every single day where they, they score they score seven, which means they're friends with their spouse, meaning that they become co-parents, they become roommates. Um, it is only about every day. We're just getting it done, getting through it. And we're not really even, I got couples right now that are not having sex, couples that are not wow. going out on dates. They're husband and wives who don't really wear their role of husband and wife. They're just really overwhelmed by their title of mother or father or or lawyer or doctor or teacher or whatever. And their husband and wife role, which should be their most important role, they're kind of just, you know, not focused. Okay. So when I first saw that title, I thought, oh, it's kind of sweet friend. Um, So what about the perspective of a single person? Also too, in your relationship, you don't like, you have, you lack passion, what if right? Not, Sometimes what if you're in a, not in a relationship and you get a friend. You get a seven. That's that's your that is your uh, capacity to love at that moment. At that moment, that if you were to get in a relationship, you would lack passion. Mm. And so it's about in, internally how you're able to give love and where you are when you're ready to give love. Uh, especially when you're single, that's really what happens in a lot of relationships, right? Like you with a person and you're and you're loving them as a friend, which means the relationship will not grow. But you don't recognize that you just stay, and then one day you say, you know what, this is not working for me. Wow. Okay. Uh, so like that's sad. <laughs> um, okay. So eight means that you're a lover. That means now you move past friendship and now you're prepared to take a risk in order to love another person. And, and, and love to me is not just about giving and receiving and accountability like that. It's also about your knowledge of love. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so and your knowledge of love is if I love, I may get hurt. And some people can't handle that. You know, some people just think that, no, I'm never going to be hurt. I'm protected. It's going to be okay. You know, no, right. No, it's major to say I may get hurt, but this person is worth taking the risk of getting hurt. That's a huge step in being able to love someone. Very. Okay. So if your score is a nine, then the title is fiance. Right. And and as we move through these, so say you're a spouse and you get a score of a nine, what I'm doing is giving you labels and titles Mm -hmm. and descriptions. So you have, so you know where you are. So I'll get a spouse who will score a nine and say, I'm a fiance already. What does that mean? No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like giving you a legal term. You right. know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like now declaring you back down to fiance. Come on back. Down. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that, and really for fiance, I'm really saying you've mastered the dimensions of love, but now you need experience to really grab a hold of your love capacity and make it expand. And, and love capacity also too is, is, is your depth, right? It's like how much you have to give. If you think of it in terms of a gallon of water, 
like how much water do you have to pour out on another person? And so that's what the capacity is. Like if I got a, I got a full gallon of water, I'm ready to pour it out on you. Or I got a half gallon of water, I'm ready to pour it out on you. And then you got to be able to, the other person who's getting poured on this gallon of water or this gallon of love, <laughs> you got to be able to say, am I good with a half a gallon of love? I have a friend who says, you get uh, what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that, that ain't going to work. <laughs> that ain't going to work. So, so somebody... So you're a type of person, you need about eight gallons of love poured out on you, right? right? But your partner only has three gallons of love to give you. Yeah. You know, you're never satisfied. Yeah. You're looking for more. Yeah. So that's what Love Capacity Quiz is about. It's not only recognizing what you can provide and what you can give and what you're accountable for, but what also you look for, what also you crave, like how much, like I got couples who don't need to be told, I love you every day. They just don't need it. Like they're good. Like they believe it. They don't need nobody to tell them they love them. But then I got couples who... I need my husband to tell me, they tells me he loved me every day before he leave work. Every day when we get home, I need him to send me a text message. I need him to leave me a voicemail and tell me that he loves me. Like I need that. And so it's important. This is information that we're gathering so people understand what their love capacity is and how it impacts Right. So the goal is just basically to be like evenly matched, right? Um, Evenly matched in terms of what is your score. So uh, sometimes I get couples who both couples score four and both of them are afraid. But both of them love at the same length, right, at the same depth. Right. They both give each other the same thing. So what I'm concerned about is when I see someone who scores a two and the other person scores an eight, right. you know, or actually I have a good example of a couple where a woman scored a one, which is self-centered, and a man scored a nine. And the woman was very upset because she's like, they've been married 30 years, raised three boys, everybody happy, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, there's no way I'm self-centered. <laughs> I said, what did your husband score? She said, my husband scored a nine. I talked to the husband. Husband said she is self-centered, <laughs> but I'm okay with her being the way she is. He said, I, our marriage runs around her. Me and my three boys work around their mom. Like, and we know this and this is fine. And I'm, and he's old school, you know, he's 55, 60 years old. This is when mom runs the house. And so mom had kind of lost sight of how she runs the house. And she got back on the phone and was like, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, and, and it was just, it was, it was, it was like the most uh, interesting thing I, I think I've ever done with love capacity is to get a woman, old school woman. I'm like, again, like 60 years old, like you're crazy. Your, your quiz is boo boo. There's no way that I'll have a love capacity of one. And I've been married 30 years, not a raised three boys and everybody's good. Nobody been to jail. Nobody been on drugs. Everybody's college educated, blah, 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 blah. And husband was like, uh, no, stop. You are self-centered. I love you like you are. And so I, I never can say what will not work. I can only tell you what I'm concerned about. Ordinarily, if a person is one self-centered and somebody else is an eight, nine or 10, that marriage is going to struggle. But husband accepted her as she is. So their marriage That's works. Ain't going to work for you, Okay. So mm-hmm. the last and final score is 10. And that means that you are a spouse. Yes. And so just that just means that you are you have every piece of the foundation built to be successfully married going forward. Like you're not damaged. You're not hurt. You're not afraid. You understand love. You know what you're looking for out of love. You know how to give love. You're, you're uh, ready to be accountable. Like it's, it's huge in terms of, um, you know, the ups and downs of marriage that you're able and prepared to, you know, do. And, and, and more importantly too, you've probably, um, one observed someone being loved, uh, your parents being a 30, 40, 50 year marriage or, or number two, you've experienced love. So now you know that, okay, this is not the end of the world just because we had an argument, for example. I had a 10 one time, and then I went down to a 7 a few months later. 
<laughs> you definitely go up and down, man. Like um, you'll you're hearing some of the calls. Yeah, we got some calls. You're hearing some of the calls where people said like one year I took it and I, I was a seven, then another year I took it and I was a five. And then sometimes they would reach out to those people and say, okay, the year that you took it as a seven, what were you? It was like, well, I really was kind of just dating around. I was chilling. I wasn't really pressed. You know, I was young and I, you know, I was in friend zone. So I was, I was a friend. I'm like, that's what your quiz revealed. <laughs> and then I was like, but then when I took a five, you know, what happened with that? I, I was just coming out of a breakup and it was somebody I loved and I was really trying to figure out that person. And yeah, you, you was a chameleon. You was jumping around trying to be something that you're not trying to save a relationship. Okay. So let's get to those calls. Hey, this is Sean Wilburn calling. I actually uh, took the test a couple of days ago. Probably a good thing the message erased because I was a little emotional. I was actually a little upset <laughs> because I expected my uh, score to be a little higher. I don't feel like I'm emotionally dysfunctional or um, my love capacity is not high enough. But unfortunately, the test uh, told me that I am a dater. Now, what's interesting about that is uh, back in 2014 when I first took the test, um, I came up with a seven. I can't remember what that actual what that, what that score said um, I was, but I was a seven. Um, that was when I was happily single, um, had not been in a relationship. A year later in 2015, I actually um, took the test again and scored a five. That was after that was after a pretty bad breakup. So it looks like what I did was went up one score to a six to where I'm a I'm a dater now. <laughs> so I just found that interesting. Um, being that I'm 42 years old, I'm ready to be married. Uh, open for love and relationship and looking for, you know, the person to settle down with, to start my family with. I've never been married, no kids, the whole nine. So it's kind of an inter- interesting thing. would love to hear your perspective. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's a pastor. He's never been married. He don't have no kids. He scored a six, which ain't horrible. Um, I'm like, you know, what's going on there? And, and you know, is, is he having sex? I mean, is he is he acting like a pastor? Like, I'm, you know, what's the deal? Pastor, uh, Pastor Wilborn, that's the big homie. Um, I talked to him on Instagram about his score, actually. And I, and I talked to him. I told him, like, I feel like he only has the capacity to love God. Mm, he might be like, like that's a pop. That's who he loves. <laughs> right. Well, that's all he does. Well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say if he, but if he was like Paul, why we, why he want to get married? So if the desire is there, I I don't understand what's going on. He only has the capacity to love God. That's what I think because he he's always around women. Like women love him. Like he's Mm -hmm. the the cuddly you know pastor who I mean he's got all the traits the cuddly pastor sharp dresser you know um, but speaks that powerful word you know women are attracted to so. I think he only love God. Mm. That's what I Okay. Think. Well, I mean, I don't know how he do it with all the women around him, but he not married, but okay. Next we have Shanice from Denver. Let's listen to her. Hello everyone. I'm calling about my super high love capacity score, which was a four, which equals that I'm afraid. So my situation goes like this. I'm married or newly married. Um, having some communication and connection problems um, with my husband. So Stephen recommended that I take this test, which was the love capacity test, and it let me know that um, I'm emotionally guarded um, and I'm quite afraid to actually love. So it's interesting to me for me to be in a relationship or be in a marriage and have those challenges and basically just holding back in my marriage and how that's impacting my marriage. So it gave me some insight into um, some of my flaws, I guess, as a person and how um, maybe I need to 
take a deeper look at that and work through it. And please make sure you go take the love capacity test. Okay, so the thing I I, I thought about when I heard Shanice is that she was emotionally Mm -hmm. guarded. So that's the big thing I want to get accomplished with the love capacity quiz is that people are self mm-hmm. have self reflection meaning mm-hmm. they look at their past self evaluation like where are you presently what are you doing right now and then self improvement like what can you do where where do you want to go well, where do you want to be How much love do you I offer? like that okay okay mm-hmm. well I I mm-hmm. really identify with Shanice talking about being newly married and figuring out the communication piece. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. You're <laughs> married. I forgot. So, oh, wait, anniversary's when? Oh, you just had last week. Yay. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Like you, you realize you kind of speak two different languages and you, you know, as time goes on, it's definitely gotten way easier over the year than it was, you know, month one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something you have to grow into. Uh, month one, uh, just, hmm, just, Funny hearing that we made it we over, made the, it over year. the year, <laughs> not you. Praising, praising. Next, we got Toya from Michigan. The love capacity test was spot on for me. It was sad uh, because my score was a four uh, and I'm afraid, but it was definitely spot on and I passed it along to tons of friends. Some thought it was spot on. Some were in denial about it being spot on. But I've been married for 14 years. I have four kids under the age of 11 and just trying to build up my love capacity. Thank you so much for all that you do. And uh, as for me and my house, we know that divorce is not an option. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. It was funny to, to hear calling out her friends about being in denial. I was like, no, girl, that is your score. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and, no, she hit us with the for me and my house. Okay, with your Joshua quote, girl. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next we have James from Jacksonville, Florida. Went on Stephen James Dixon's uh, website to take the love capacity score. Uh, I scored a three for confused. And what it says about me is that I've been in love, but not the way that I want to be loved. I've loved others, but not the way they want to be loved. Because of my painful past experience, I hesitate to exhibit love for my partner until they shown, have shown love for us. In the game of protecting my heart, no one wins. Once you learn that, may, that I may get hurt in the process of loving someone, I will gain the clarity that I need to move past my relationship disappointment. I have to be willing to get hurt to win at love. And so Steve has helped me uh, improve on my love and, and uh, my love capacity and change my capacity from confused to uh, a more better understanding of what it means to love my partner. Thank you. I talked, I met with James and the key thing, you know, I've been working with him and his wife for a while now, um, about, maybe actually about two months. And the key thing that I brought to his attention is that as a man, um, we, I expect confidence in the marriage Amen. to be successful Amen. to come from the man. Like that's my expectation. Amen. Like it's got to come from you. Like you don't get to just be hesitant and, you know, be, be gun shy. You know, like I challenge our men to be the, be the first the to apologize, be the first to say, I love you, be the head of the household. Yep. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so we have another one from Stacy Lee in Chicago. I took your test online, and I was trying to figure out why am I in a afraid stage. I mean, I am engaged, um, so definitely not afraid to let my guard down. And I can't say that I have not once been there where I was afraid, but I'm just trying to figure out the theory behind it. Like, how from 
the 10 questions, I mean, it may have been 12 questions that I answered that you figured that I was afraid. And if so, I think the only thing that I might be afraid of at this point is losing myself. I know in a marriage, it's a lot of give and take. And of course, divorce is never an option. But, you know, as women, we get so wrapped up in making sure the husband's taken care of, the kids taken care of. How do you not lose yourself? I guess that's one of my fears. All right. Well, I'd love to hear your feedback. Bye. I just love the way um, a lot of callers will start and say, that's not me. And then by the end of it, they have talked themselves into figuring out how they are where they are. (laughs) Um, But I I understand what Stacey is saying um, about the fear of losing yourself. And and of course, we need a little more information to know um, what else could possibly be there. But I mean, she definitely has a point and you just, you have to learn that um, marriage is two becoming one. So some of yourself, you have to be willing to give up to your partner as long as they are willing to give up some of themselves as well. Last one for today. Uh, we have a chameleon. And so, um, <laughs> so let's listen to what she has to say. I just got through taking the love capacity quiz and we're just calling to give you some of my feedback. Um, I received a score of five, uh, and, um, to be honest, I was a little surprised, um, because I think I wrote down initially that I thought I was going to get, um, a nine. Um, and so for me to get a five was just kind of surprised, um, to hear that, what the description says is that I need to put in the work of defining beforehand what I want out of a partner in a relationship. And if I don't know what I want, then I don't need to date. Um, so I feel quite opposite of that. I feel that I clearly um, know what I want um, and what I feel like I'm bringing to the table as a committed partner, um, especially um, having gone through um, an unsuccessful marriage, um, I definitely feel even even more strongly about um, what it is that I want to carry forward. So definitely still believe in love um, and want to be married. Um, I would say in closing, you know, some of the questions were a little difficult for me to answer because I felt like I wanted all of them. For instance, I believe one of the questions was, you know, do you want to be in a loving relationship, you know, a committed relationship or um, a respectful or respected relationship? And I'm like, I want all those things. I'm not sure how you have one kind of without the other, um, you know, but I guess you could kind of argue across all those. So I did find some of those questions um, a little like I want to choose all of these, but I do, bottom line, um, feel like I am clear on what I want in a partner and in a marriage um, and in a dating relationship, you know, even before marriage. So this was was interesting, but we'd love to talk to you some more about it. Um, the, the good thing I liked here, well, not the good thing, the, the, what's hard about the quiz is I can't explain it publicly because once I explain it publicly, then people understand mm-hmm. the answers. Um, but one thing I'll give away, like in, in this person's uh, part that she talked about is she like I have uh, one of the quizzes is one of the quiz question is, would you have a, rather have a loving relationship, a respectful relationship 
or committed relationship. And um, I, I did that on purpose. Like, I want you to be able to choose mm-hmm. what's more important. And to me, the most important thing in a relationship mm-hmm. is commitment. And if you don't have commitment, it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you have love or respect. And so for people out there who think that love is most important in a relationship, <laughs> you're wrong. We go in and out of love. You're wrong. Love has ups and downs and blah, blah, blah. You're wrong straight up. Like, you need to be committed. You know, for people who uh, uh, feel like respect is most important in a relationship, you are wrong, right? Because it's people that we may respect you, but they don't, they're not committed mm-hmm. to you or they don't love you, right? But commitment is foundational to me. Like from commitment, you can build everything, right? If you're committed to the relationship, you can build love, you can build trust, you can build relation, uh, respect. But that's, but the other ones are not like that. Like if, if you, you can be respectful, but that doesn't mean you're committed. Right and and respect. Well, that's a mouthful. Um, I will say on this one, I did um get a chance to talk to her, and um, I got to play relationship coach for a minute. <laughs> so. <Uh-oh. laughs> so we just had a conversation about the chameleon and how basically the same point that you made earlier that we get in these relationships and we start doing things that are outside of ourselves, and it's not just. Um, you know, you're supposed to grow and change and expand. And, um, what I get, I believe it was Stacey Lee said uh, earlier. Um, you have to let a little bit of yourself go, but you should not get to a point where you don't recognize the things that you're doing. And, um, I think the biggest thing about the chameleon, um, that is not necessarily intuitive is the inability to hold your partner accountable. Um, and that was the biggest mm-hmm. thing um, that she kind of reflected on was that she had not in the past said, um, you know, set her boundaries and stuck to them because she was trying to please her partner. Right. And just real quick on that, like the thing I would say about the chameleon too is, you know, you church going God fearing woman, and then you mm-hmm. meet a guy that don't mm-hmm. go to church. So now you don't go to church. That's a chameleon. You changed. And you got to know exactly. that your spirit will never settle. Exactly. With that. Like you'll never be happy. And so that's why it's important that you be a chameleon and you and you know that Great. you accept So um, anything else before we close out the show? Nope. Please be sure to subscribe and follow our podcast so you can be automatically alerted when we produce new episodes on iTunes, Spreaker, Good, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud. Also, check us out now in the love and sex section Yay. or category on ebony.com. Tell a friend, repost, retweet this podcast for us. Thank you so much. Bye, this has been Divorce is Not an Option. The Divorce is Not an Option podcast. Oh, wait a minute. Stop. Um, We forgot love capacity. So next week's Valentine's Day. Make sure all of you go out and take your love capacity quiz on lovecapacity.com. Takes about five minutes. Call into the show. Let us know what you think about your quiz like we talked about today. The number is 469-294-3795. Again, 469-294-3795. Take your love capacity quiz. Bring that music back too. Let's do that again.